What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to Premium Chapter 111 of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast, the They Live Movie Night episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky and Julian Field. This week, we'll be discussing John Carpenter's classic 1988 film, They Live. That's right, Jake. And I'm putting on the glasses right now, and I can see it. You're a ghoul. No, no, you're the ghoul. No, you're the ghoul, Jake. We, <laughs> we both have glasses on. Our guns are out. This is going to be one of the most relaxed episodes. I warn you. I will feel free to, you know, go on tangents. Jake will feel free to be wrong in everything he says. Uh, Stuff like that. If, if you have not yet watched the film, oh, uh, please do I, I highly recommend yeah. watching it because uh, we have a very special guest today. That's uh, right. Joining us from the Chapo Trap House podcast is fellow movie expert Will Meneker. Broadcasting live from Channel 54 here in downtown <laughs> Los Angeles. How's, you, how's it going, fellas? I, I'm really ashamed because I mean I'm not American and I, I came late to Carpenter uh, mostly because I think like all the stuff that today I find fascinating like all the kitsch and stuff like that threw me off when I was too young to like dig that that kind of stuff but this movie I, I for example did not know that the kick ass and chew bubble gum uh, line came from this movie at all I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass And I'm all out of bubble. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, which is the only thing we'll be discussing. is lines, uh, One-liners. There's no social critique in this movie. There's nothing deeper beneath the surface here. Yeah, a lot of people read too much <laughs> yeah. into this movie. And in fact, They Live is just about... Um, it's about an alien invasion and sunglasses that let, lets you fight them. And I, I'm sick of people reading politics into, into, into movies that are just fun. We join... Carpenter uh, in believing this because after I think much badgering over the course of like 30 or 40 years in 2015 he finally said listen this is an interview listen I'm a very happy capitalist I love my country I love the system that we're in but not without some restraints on it the mentality that the 80s bread is really alive and well I just think the interesting thing about about watching they live in 2021 is that like I mean it was way ahead of its time when it came out in the 80s it was like one of the only movies that was was like you know a, a a very pretty savage uh, attack on like on, on on Reagan's America and also like a a very canny uh, distillation of how ideology works in our society. But I think the funny thing watching it in 2021 is that like the, it says like all, all the satire remains like brutally true, but like there are no sunglasses needed That's in right. American society at all anymore. Like there, there's no, there's no coded messages. You don't need a sunglass. You don't need to put on the sunglasses to like to see the messages that our alien overlords are like brainwashing us with. They just tell you. They just tell you like obey, sleep. I open up my my Instagram account, which is a graveyard. Why would you have now. one of those? It's literally just ads now. Like my friends are making ads, and there are other <laughs> companies that are making ads, and uh -huh. acquaintances that I don't know that what you know, spouses and and husbands of, of acquaintances are everybody just making ads yeah well we have control of our own bodies and by selling them <laughs> by becoming the ad men for our own selves in a way we've won this war on them but I, I think that is interesting what you're saying will my wife at the end of it she's like this is exactly uh this she, she had read like kind of further into the metaphor because at the end of course uh they break the the signal we'll get to that uh and by the way we're definitely going to spoil they live so don't you know, whatever, that's just going to happen. But at the end, they fuck with the signal. The signal goes off and everyone can see 
They're like aliens. But at least on screen, they don't do anything about it. So my wife was like, oh, it's exactly like now. Like, we know it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can see the ghouls. And we're still like, well, I guess I'll just keep having my fucking meal. Yep. Like, I mean, yeah. What am I supposed to do? I guess I'll keep fucking this guy still. This, <laughs> fucking guess, this alien. I guess I'll keep getting this pipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I think that like the, if the uh, if the alien signal has like evolved at all over the like the, the the previous three decades or so, it's it's such that like even if you're not a you know formaldehyde face uh, uh, alien uh, reptile overlord, I think the signal is such that like. Uh, the programming that it gives people is not just like um, direct commands to to go to sleep and obey. I think the signal now, like if it, and certainly with a uh, social media rather than Channel Fifty Four, is that is that it allows everyone to become a, a ghoul and a formaldehyde face That's themselves, it. even though they're not actually an alien. Everyone can now sort of uh, take part in 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 that kind of yuppie lifestyle, or at least like just so, so sort of imitation of it uh, via the alien signal that is in fact our brains and heating the planet like look how fascinating my ghoulish image is like you're looking at inside the phone and it's you capturing yourself and it's you know those fucking new like emoji faces that will like you speak and they'll move yeah. with you or whatever i mean i guess there was yeah. the big kitten thing recently but like it's essentially that it's like it's you're not being told to obey by anybody except the ghoul version of yourself that you fucking captured and is repeating it back to you through the screen yeah and it's interesting like in in, in the 80s it's it's this it's this image of like a um like a, a literal signal being broadcast from a building that's that's going out from like um sort of from the top down and um and and brainwashing everyone and now i think it's just a sort of the democratization of uh channel 54 and the alien signal is that everyone is it doesn't need to be broadcast from like a from like the evil cable company or uh the yeah. evil aliens it's just that everybody is now taking part in it themselves everybody is broadcasting and 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 enjoying uh, being uh, having their brains melted and planet overheated by the uh, the alien uh, brainwashing signal. <laughs> That's right. it. It's, and right. it's just centralized. Like, yeah, like, BitTorrent uh, for I, I, the signal. I think I, I think I saw today that uh, that that Bitcoin, just the production and mining of Bitcoin, now uses more electricity than the entire country of Argentina. Yeah, and then like and then uh, still, it still uses more electricity than like many countries on the planet in terms of like the carbon it's putting into the atmosphere to use the electricity to like I don't know like they said solve Sudoku puzzles where you can buy heroin. It, <laughs> it doesn't seem like the best way to manage an economic system. No, yeah, that logic I think has long fallen away. Let's, I guess, get into the the beats because the beats actually reveal, I yeah. think, a lot of these discussions in a natural way. Plus, I want to get to the part where uh, the wrestling happens, like professional wrestling happens in this movie. There's like a series of like suplexes and oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. wrestling, a lot of um, Easter egg wrestling moves thrown in there for the, for the fans. When I was a kid in France, like Piper was, you know the heel that was part of like, there was a group of heels. It was like Undertaker and shit. And they would do very like kind of Christian versus demonic stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, the Irish guy, I never understood it, but uh, very confusing to think of the Irish as just part of like the demonic horde <laughs> in our country. that's like trying to crush Protestants and uh, Catholics. Um, really quick, going, going back to something Will said earlier, because I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like in the 1980s, like it was tough to get on TV. Like it, it was tough to, to get your image or video out to a general public. Like you had to, you had to like be an actor, or public like, access, you know, be a new, you know, be somebody on the news. And, and the pool was so much smaller. That it was very difficult to achieve that level of success. But now in 2021, it's like, 
any everybody has a window. Like everybody has yeah. a transponder on their phone, and it's just like the content is ultimately shittier because there's less of a gate. A big part of the movie is is, is that like the the rebels are trying to like having their their pirate um, broadcasts of like the bearded man who's trying to wake people up. Yes, and, right. You know, like explain to them that like you know what's going on and, and what's being done to you or whatever. But like now, like I said, like everyone can participate in the alien colonization of our planet or fight back against it but it's really all kind of the same thing it's like everyone is the bearded man now just sort of screaming their thoughts yes. like wake up people i mean this is this is QAnon. you know that this is the same phenomenon yeah. going on but like we, we are ultimately all still asleep so the film is they live it was directed by john carpenter and written by him as well under the alias frank armitage uh because oh. i look i was like frank armitage i was like who, what the, else did he wait, write and then wait he wrote under the name of the black character in it yes and it's also highly a, problematic it's also a nod uh it's also a nod to a character in lovecraft's the dunwich horror oh okay well, um there we go Armitage, uh, the name Armitage. Uh, the movie's based on a 1963 short story titled Eight O'Clock in the Morning, which was written by Ray Nelson. Yeah. Uh, cost about $3 million to make, stars Keith David, <laughs> Roddy Roddy Piper, and Meg Foster. And it did fairly well when it came out in 1988. It was like, you know, number one when it premiered and then was in the top 10 for a couple weeks. Um, but critically, it was a yeah. Like critically, people hated yeah, it. Critically, it was not received so well. But it has since become sort of a a you know a cult movie. Yeah, a cult movie on the left and and in some neo Nazi circles who believe that the aliens are representative of Jews. Yes. in the film, we'll get we'll get to that because Carpenter had to tweet about that. I guess in 2017. Yeah, he did have to weigh in on that. <laughs> like, that is, I know that pissed off Carpenter so much because he hates talking about his movies and he hates people yes. like analyzing his movies or taking or like uh, taking them too seriously or he just hates he just wants to play Xbox and like just hang yeah. out he just wants, <laughs> yeah, to just wants to play Valhalla and that, that's why the end of his movies yeah, are just corridor shooters by the way do we think this episode has a chance at getting us his gamer tag so we can get some late night late night sessions in <laughs> <laughs> I would love nothing more than to play video Listen, games with him the latest music he put out was really cool like I, I genuinely yeah. liked it and uh, if you want if you want to let me soundtrack an episode with that John I would love that he, he wrote the music in this movie too, uh, with a with a partner, yeah. So uh, so the first so the movie opens with this nameless drifter who doesn't ever really get a name in the film. He does. His name is Nada. Nada. That's how he's. That's John, how he's credited. John Nada. John, John Nada. John nothing. Actually. John nothing. Nothing. Yeah. My name is nobody. Um, he's Mr. Nobody. <laughs> so, so he's he's so he shows up in L.A. He's looking for work. Uh, he snags a gig on a construction site uh, where he's invited home. Snags a gig. <laughs> Did you write this? Huh? Snags. He does. It, it he, rocks because it opens with the most depressing. It's just like L.A. as it is today. Nothing's yeah. changed. It opens and it's like. There's a there's even like a, P, a PA message like he's in like a social center and it's just like we've canceled all food stamps. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just shit like that, which is it, he's very direct. Yeah, but he does what you what you can't do nowadays where he basically shows up at the place of employment is like, hey, I'm looking for work. Yeah. Got anything? And the guy's like, you got tools? Because I guess yeah. he's just been walking around the country. This is something you did. You walked around the country with just tools in your backpack and well, hoped that somebody would let you build or fix something. I mean, if you're if you're familiar with our m migrant workforce, that's who took over. But yeah, it used to be only the Irish uh, <laughs> with incredible chess. When it, the first time he takes out the jackhammer and has to kind of <laughs> pretend to do construction work with his wrestler body, fucking rocks. It's like so up there with the best Arnold yeah. stuff. 
he's 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 jacked. He's good at manual labor, <laughs> and like the the John Nada character, I, you know, is a stand-in. Like he, he he's nameless because he is this kind of everyman for like the sort of like the white um sort of uh like manual labored working class yeah. who's been you know c- cut adrift in in a sort of like in the in the Reagan's America in a neoliberal turn there's no there's no need for him there's no work for him anymore in our society there's no unions anymore in which uh, someone with his his skills and and brawn and uh <laughs> his 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 brawny balls and uh and uh, can do <laughs> attitude can can um have any kind of security or uh, purchase in, in the economy in our society, and as such, he is—he's a drifter. He—he just—he shows up like basically hopping a freight car to L.A., and all he has to sell is his muscles, is his body, and that like basically he is working for food at the beginning of the movie. I mean, it's part of like yeah, right. some sort of job, some sort of job like yeah, it's like a soup kitchen basically where you do a day's work and then you get a place to sleep and eat at the end of the day. It's like very turn of the century London comes to you know America in the 1980s, but yeah, like. And and then like, and then the Keith David character. It's like I think it's a very like interesting like, you know like sort of a multiracial class solidarity here. You know the fact that yeah. it's like it's a white guy and a black guy, and you know like they they both find that their conditions in life are now exactly the same. They're exactly yeah. as um, unneeded in this kind of yuppieified American society where, you know, uh, uh, manual labor is, you know, undercut in every way. It's just impossible. Like, to, to be a, even a skilled manual laborer, to, like, to be able to work on a construction site means that you are basically homeless. And, and uh, his foreman at the end of the first day of work says, like, don't even think of sleeping here. Because he sees him with yeah. the backpack, and then that's where he meets uh, his friend who reaches out in solidarity and says... I know a place like if you need like a food and like a shower and and at, at first I love he doesn't say anything he's yeah. too proud and the guy walks off he's like ah whatever then fuck you yeah. and then he follows him quietly like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty good moment and it establishes him as essentially like uh, a better realized version of Stallone in First Blood right like the kind of the drifter there's almost like a veteran quality to him yeah and it's but also like he's not. He never articulates a kind of a political point of view in, until he starts, you know, shooting people at a bank and killing cops. But yes. like, you know that that the the violent break when 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 the, his illusions or he sees, you know, reality as it truly exists, as our economy and our democratic system for what uh, truly is underneath it all. I mean, yeah, that's when he snaps and does goes, you know, panic mode. But it's the Frank character is the, who is the one who is like already politicized. Like like he is he has a kind of. Uh, and I honestly like in in Keith David and in Carpenter's words is like pr- probably the closest to like any like real articulation of like any kind of genuine American like working class consciousness and solidarity because yeah. you know he he sort of like he he hips John to the way it is and he he says here there's a line where he says uh, steel mills were laying people off left and right they finally went under we gave the steel companies a break when they needed it you know what they gave themselves. Raises. He tells John this metaphor about, like, basically describing capitalism. And he says, The whole deal is like some kind of crazy game. They put you at the starting line. And the name of the game is Make It Through Life. Only everyone's out for themselves and looking to do you in at the same time. And this idea is like, they put you at a starting line, but the starting line for everyone else is different than it is for you. 
So like Frank's character ha has a political consciousness and there's even like a, you know, this is a real thing that happened in Los Angeles of that area. Like Los Angeles used to be like a major manufacturing city and particularly had like a, a black middle class because of things like the Goodyear, uh, like a tire factory in South Central or elsewhere that of course all went under or were all offshored in the 80s or like or late 70s, 80s, I believe. You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. We don't run any advertising on the show and we'd like to keep it that way. For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. <laughs> <laughs>